Welcome to one of our Brabner's Family Law podcasts. In today's episode, we'll be discussing child arrangements with Molly Chataway. Welcome, Molly. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. So, Molly, let's start at the very beginning with this topic. What do you mean by child arrangements? So, when we talk about child arrangements, this could encompass a wide range of matters to do with the life of a child. However, I'm going to be referring to those arrangements that would be the focus of a child arrangements order. So this is an order from the court. It sets out who has responsibility for the care of a child. And this includes who they live with, where they live and how often they will see and have contact with their parents. Okay, so in what scenario would a parent end up applying for a child arrangements order? So it often stems from parents not being able to agree on arrangements for their child. It might be that the child's parents are separating or divorcing or generally that there has been some other breakdown in communication and now they are unable to agree on arrangements for their child. Is there anything that parents can do before applying for a child arrangements order, a less drastic measure? Yes, so the first step would always to be well always to see if arrangements could be agreed and one option that some clients consider is a parenting plan so a parenting plan is a written statement setting out arrangements for the child this could include more information about arrangements for the child more generally including anything from where does the child spend half-term holidays to which parent will attend the child's parents evening Often the the plans set out some generic ground rules on shared parenting too and it can also cover arrangements for the child's healthcare, education and expenses to name a few. So the plans sound like they can be really varied then? Yes, there there isn't a one-size-fits-all model and it will often just depend on, on what is agreed. And are these plans legally binding? No. Parenting plans are voluntary written agreements that would not be legally binding in the same way as a court order. However, there is an option to formalise the agreement about living and contact arrangements through a consent order if that is considered necessary. And presumably this is something solicitors can draft for their clients? Yes, absolutely. Aside from parenting plans then, what else can a parent try before applying for a child arrangements order? So another option is mediation. Um, in fact, the, the parent applying for a child arrangements order will need, need to obtain a signed mediation information and assessment meeting form to confirm that they have considered mediation as an option before they apply for a child arrangements order. Although I should add that a few exceptions will apply to that. Okay. So if mediation doesn't work or parents can't reach an agreement generally, then they can apply for a child arrangements order? Yes, so as I, as I mentioned before, the parent will need to have obtained the signed mediation information and assessment meeting form. This form will basically acknowledge that you have attended a meeting with a mediator, but that ultimately mediation is not suitable for your circumstances. From there, your solicitor will fill out something called a C100 form, and this will be sent to court with a court fee. That court fee is currently £215. Then once the court has received the application, CAFCAS will be directed to complete some initial safeguarding checks, 
which involves speaking to the parents and obtaining local authority and police records. The court will then consider the matter at a gatekeeping hearing and set some initial directions before the first court hearing. If there are no safeguarding concerns, the first hearing is called a FEDRA, and that stands for the First Hearing Dispute Resolution Appointment. So how long would it take for a FEDRA to be listed from the point a client first instructs you? So it depends on how busy the court is at the time, but generally speaking, we would say around two to three months. And what happens at the FEDRA? So a FEDRA has two main functions. Um, the first is to see if agreement can be reached between the parents on you know, arrangements for their child. Uh, and two, if agreement cannot be reached, the court will make directions for the further steps that need to be taken so that the case can progress towards a final hearing. Um, it is also worth noting as well that an officer of CAFCAS will usually be present at the FEDRA and they will speak to both parents separately before the hearing. And if an agreement is reached at the FEDRA, what happens then? So the parents' legal representatives will draw up a final order and there will be no more further hearings. However, if an agreement is not made, then as I said, the court will make further directions. For instance, parties might be ordered to file witness statements setting out their case. CAFCAS might be ordered to file a Section 7 report, which makes um, recommendations, or it might be ordered that a parent should obtain a letter from, say, the child's school or GP. Uh, the court will also list a further hearing. Um, there may be another dispute resolution hearing and before eventually matters um, will progress to a contested final hearing where the court will ultimately make a decision on what should be ordered if no agreement is reached during the process. And is a child arrangements order legally binding? Yes, it is. So that means if either parent breaches it, then they will be in contempt of court and they could face fines and other enforcement action. Who can apply for a child arrangements order, presumably a parent or guardian? Yes, correct. Also someone with parental responsibility or someone who already has a residence order for the child. Others connected to a child, so commonly you know, grandparents, they may be able to apply for an order, but they would first need to apply for the court's permission to do so and explain that connection. I'm interested to know more about what kind of things the court will take into account when it determines a child arrangements order. So the court is interested um, fundamentally uh, you know, in the best interest of the child and they will use a welfare checklist when considering a child arrangements order. It will take into account things like the child's wishes and feelings, um, the child's age, um, background, physical, emotional and educational needs, um, but, but those are just examples. That's interesting. I think there's often a perception that the mother automatically will have a right for the child to live with them. Yes, so there is no automatic right and it'll ultimately be what is in the child's best interest and what uh, best meets their needs. So once the child arrangement order is in place, I suppose an obvious question is, what happens if it's breached? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I think parents need to use a degree of common sense. If 
one parent has been 10 minutes late on a couple of occasions in picking up their child because of traffic, then clearly this wouldn't warrant enforcement proceedings. However, if parents repeatedly breach the order and cannot resolve the matters between them, then they can of course seek an enforcement order. The court will consider the nature of the breaches and establish um, if there are any justifiable reasons for them. And there is a list of factors that they must take into account in making that that decision, but I, I won't go into that now. Okay, and what enforcement orders can be made then? So this depends on the case, but it could be anything from compensating the other parent to changing residence for the child or even imposing a custodial sentence in the most extreme breaches. Could you tell me what happens in the interim period with the child arrangements whilst parents are waiting for the order? How do parents typically agree arrangements there? Okay, so this can be tricky and this is where solicitors come in handy as we try to agree interim arrangements between the parties to take some heat out of the situation. The courts can be asked to make interim orders as well, which set out what the arrangements will be whilst the proceedings are ongoing. That makes sense. Um, Finally, I know there's been quite a lot of information released during lockdown about making arrangements during Covid and hopefully, touch wood, this won't need to be spoken about for much longer, but what's the situation with child arrangements in this scenario? Yes, so, touch wood. (laughs) To date, none of the restrictions imposed by government should affect children from moving between parents. That is, of course, provided they are not self-isolating. I think that this is unlikely to change and CAFCAS has stressed from the beginning the need for children to maintain a stable routine at this time. Well, that should provide some comfort at least. Thank you for chatting today, Molly. Thank you. If you need any advice on child arrangements, please do not hesitate to contact a member of the family team.